Welcome to Unlocking the Fitness Industry. I am your host, Jake Abel. I'm a two-time natural pro, a cellular athlete, and we're going to find the best way to get fit, to enter your competitions, and to look your best. So, here we go. Let's get into the episode. Three, two. And welcome back, guys. Today, we have a such a special treat. Um, champions in the building. So, um, yeah, definitely this is going to be a sick podcast. First-timers, any comp prep, there's going to be some gold nuggets thrown around. Um, we've got so much experience in the room at the moment. So, it's going to be awesome. So, first of all, I'm going to introduce you to our first guest. Say hello, Kubes. What is up, guys? Kubis Winski in the house. <laughs> and here he is. Um, the Polish prodigy. So... Tell us a little bit about kind of what journey you've had so far to lead you here. Cheers for the nickname, Jake. I think that's <laughs> the, uh, the nickname I got given after competing my first show in ICN Rookie 2019. Taking out Classic and Men's Physique. A little bit of background info on me, guys. I'm a personal trainer at Fitness First. I did a show last year, Rookies was my first uh, time jumping on stage, followed by a Nationals uh, show. So... A lot to take in, no doubt. Like it's a lot, a lot, lot to do with mindset. Like if anything, it's ninety percent mindset. The rest of it, you just got to fill the gaps of training, diet, and just showing up. Yeah, for sure. And the biggest thing there is, I'm just going to add for context, is Koob's, um was he did go for his first show at Rookies um, this time last year, and was lucky enough or put in the hard enough work that. He competed in classic physique and normal physique as well and managed to win both overalls in his first show. So, massive achievement there as well. Um, so, my question starting off with that is pretty much coming into your first show, what were you expecting? Honestly, I wasn't really expecting that much. Like, I just went in like, with a clean slate. Um, I was training, what, nine years beforehand, just, just doing, I guess... Due diligence, just really loving training aspect about it, and I just wanted to push myself to the next goal. Yeah. So again, there was no expectations. Um, just I guess going in like I'm a student again in the actual uh, sport itself. Um, yeah. When I look back at it, there wasn't really much expectations. Just like ticking boxes, putting in the work, um, contacting uh, or keeping keeping in touch with Jake, uh, liaising back and forth. So yeah, it wasn't much expectations, but I guess the second show that put a lot of expectation, a lot of stress uh, on my mind as well as my body, and yeah, I guess the results just showed yeah. <laughs> the second show. And that's one of the big things, like definitely I want to touch on in this, is that then four weeks later, we teed you up for a Nationals. What was the big difference between that rookie show and Nationals? Oh, a lot, definitely, <laughs> definitely a lot. I guess picking your shows, that's one thing I learned of, like... Because um, you're like in that of a stressed environment, you're you're pumping it out in the gym. You're you're eating so clean. Um, so your social life's pretty much put in the backbone. Put a lot of stress uh, on on everything. And I guess um, so long ago, you know, it's like a one year one year from yeah, now. Legit. Mm. I think also the big thing is just standard coming from a rookie show is exactly what it is. Rookie show. We came 100%. in pretty strong. Um, for me, like in my eyes, where you look in a physique athlete. You're probably a little above what you would be as a first-timer competitor, um, a lot more muscle mass. And then when we really did hit that national stage, then it's kind of come into an O where everyone is insane. When you do go on a nationals or a, um, 
world stage, it's exactly what you should expect. National level competitors, world level competitors. 100% on that, Jake. I'm definitely going to touch base on that. Like, yeah, national competitors, you're seeing everyone across the pond from different states competing, yeah. uh, bringing their best package. And, you know, that was a big eye-opener for me just because, you know, coming off a high, winning the show in the rookies, I guess, yeah. you kind of feel like a little bit invincible. You're celebrating the win, but yeah. mm. you have to remember that, you know, you've got another eight weeks of, like, grinding it out, hustling, like, putting in the work. And, you know, that's where I guess you can, like, get caught out, and that's what caught me out, I guess, just not dialing in hard enough to die um, um, and not like practicing the posing. So th it just comes to show that a win doesn't tell you everything. Uh, a loss yeah. shows you experience. It shows you the lessons that you've got to come in next time much more harder, much more stronger on yourself. Yeah, 100%. And that's going to be a perfect leeway to my other guest that we do have here. Um, Josef Zina, introduce yourself as well. What Ooh, oh, all the way <laughs> from the UK. So we've got pretty much... Koobs has a pretty... Interesting, almost Australian mix, Polish That's accent, it. and then uh, Josef's straight from the UK on backpacking adventure. Has a little of Abel blood pretty close to him as he's my cousin. Um, but yeah, what led yeah, you? Just to a little bit close. Live in the same <laughs> house, and everything. Yeah, like a lot of international. Family, <laughs> a lot of international spice. That's it. And uh, tell us how you've pretty much led to where you are right now and where you're at now. So basically, I've came over, I think it was in January, and I actually arrived to see Coops actually compete. Yeah. So that was like my first show. So him and my other cousin, Jed Abel, were doing their first show, and they came and, and yeah, I just got like the feel for it. It was like, I've obviously known about Jake's legacy and how well he came in, and then I get to see now my younger cousin. Mm. And I met Coops there, who's a great guy, obviously, and then just like, then I did a. Then I saw Jess just do a show, and then so now it's I, it's almost. Oh, I also saw your dad actually. At Bix, yeah. Um, at the rookies was it? Yep. Rookies. Yeah. So your dad at the rookies. So yeah, it's almost like a rite of passage that I come up to the plate and do something. <laughs> show, show the goods, man. Show That's the goods. It. That's yeah. It coming in. So, Yo is now eight days out. So he's just about to competes in his first ever show, Rookie of the Year, which convincingly is the same show that Coops won last year. So we've got the mentor and the men <laughs> mentee in here. So this is going to be a good podcast because we're going to be able to bounce off the pretty much full experience um, to, yeah, the first time. So get to see both uh, sides of the story. So we're going to start with you, Yo, is in how... Let's just say in the last two weeks, what has been the hardest part of prep? It's just um, really it is more a mental thing. Like now I'm, I've hit the, like the month margin. It like almost becomes like a habit, like doing like going home, cooking, prepping, and everything like that. Yeah. So it's just like the mindset of like when you have like your down days and stuff, just pushing through. Because sometimes you're just like, oh my god, like why am I putting myself through this? Like. But, but then you have days where you're just like, yeah, I'm feeling like sick, I'm lean, like this is the best and cleanest I've ever looked. I look like I can slay, you know? <laughs> so I, it's like that kind of experience. You've got to take it with the downs and then the ups are good. And then, yeah, it's just, it's just a totally different experience because you're pushing yourself and you can't expect to be changing yourself without pushing yourself in any sort of way, you know? Like you've got to almost like, if you want to, come up on the stage, you've got to beat your old self. You can't be that same person, you know? You've got, yeah. to, you've got to change to change, and that's 
generally it, right? It's massive. Yeah, 100%. So looking at that, coming into, say, your first comp, what type of nerves and stuff do you have on your mind at the moment? Oh, it's just the, um, like, you can, um, it's like, I think knowledge is confidence. So the more knowledge you have, like, I'm quite blessed to be in this house, obviously, with you, and I can, like, just ask for, like, a little posing, so hopefully... By comp day, I won't be as nervous as if I would be if I'd had no posing at all. Yeah. But I am a bit like, just that standing on the stage, because I've, I've gone to the couple of shows, so, and I've been backstage, luckily, because you're the old coach, so I see like what's happening, like people pumping up and stuff, but just waiting that line before I get on stage, that's when it's going to be like... Yeah, here we go. <sighs> you know, like that's when you got to get into your zone, I think, and just enjoy it, because you've done all the hard work, but at the same time, it's going to be totally something I've never done so that's what I was going to ask you Coops was like what were you thinking before you got on stage as in like the weeks beforehand like no like that that like you're there the stage is 10 meters in front of you you're getting up what were you thinking you know what like I think just the level of excitement um it just overpowered the the fear that this uh, I'm going to check I'm going to step in here yeah Coops a few minutes right before the stage (laughs) I remember you came on because you're in the open and the novice was on. So like I ran backstage to quickly chat to you and you're like, why am I not on stage right now? Because you thought you're in the novice. Um, but you were, you were tripping out right before your first one. You might have thought. I thought remember this thing. Yeah, 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 I remember uh, actually talking to you. And you, were, you, were, you were saying some things. I was like, chill out, whatever, you're all right. You're pumping up, pumping up <laughs> yeah. early and all that kind of guys, stuff. Key. And yeah. then, yeah, and then once you did get up there, it was just like, bam. Um, yeah, straight on. Like I remember, you, as soon as you came up and just hit that first pose, and your smile was just like. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely enjoying yourself. Yeah. You can tell. That's the thing. Yeah, that's that's what it is, Joseph. Just answering your question, man. Like, um, you put in all the hard work for the training, for the diet, um, for a touching base with your coach. Um, really, just fall in love with the process, and then as a result, like when you're on stage, you got nothing to do but just to showcase of what of the hard work that you you've done. During that that you know prep, yeah, yeah. So just enjoy every moment of it, man, because yeah, it's an experience of a lifetime. Uh, some people just tick it off the bucket list once. Some people want to want more from the sport and want to become an influencer or become recognized in the actual industry. So I'm a pro athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly, that's the next step, definitely. Um, but you just enjoy it, man, because your hard work. You just you're there to show yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's actually one thing I'm looking forward to doing. It's kind of like I've got to almost like psych myself out to think like. This is it, like, whatever happens, this was the best I could have done. And I'll, legit, if I get, like, if I don't place or whatever, like, whatever, what happens, that was the best I was going to ever do. There's no doubt in mind, because I didn't do no cheating of eating or drinking or going out. I didn't do anything like that. I could stick straight to my plan. And then hopefully, just whatever comes of it, that's, that was the best that was ever going to happen. So I'm just hoping, like, I've done enough that mm. I come in and... That's my. That's it. My best package. End day. I've done for myself. It's like being proud. As in fact, like I've never looked like this in my life. So yeah, I've I've achieved something in myself. No matter what the result is, I guess. Exactly right, man. And that, that's something we've been discussing over the last couple of weeks. Anyway, is that in the end you can't control your competition, and it's something that comes up with a lot of competitors that they're so fixated on. I want to win this show. I want to win my pro card. I want to win this. But in the end, it's like even we were saying in the gym before that it's like, well, there's no level to that. You can't actually kind of like, you can't track that on your show. So if you're sitting there going, I want to be the best of the best. And then you get an absolute freak coming in. 
well, you've brought in the best you can do. You're still not going to beat that person. Um, so it doesn't really take yeah. anything away from you because then you're looking at it as a loss, even though you play second. And it's and like that person well, could be like 28, and you could be 21. Yeah, so he's had seven Legit. years of training on you, 100%. and then you, and for him to beat you, and you're like disheartened by that. Like, what was he like when he was your age? Like, he was getting beat by someone older than him, even. So yeah, it's almost like. And you've the biggest, got to keep at it. yeah, you can only do with what you've done in that time. Mm. Like you're not going to grow ten kilos of muscle in, during a prep or anything like that. So, it's yeah, you, you're just bringing your best, best current self that you can ever be. And that's what's good about doing like a rookies as well, because people come from all different things. Like some people be you know training forever. Some people mm-hmm. have gone from like just transformations, like where they've like being like a really big yeah and they just want to like do this for themselves to get up and be like look at me I've like lost like 15 kilos it's like fucking fair play you can't really go wrong with that 100% everyone's got their own goals they're trying to work towards at the end of the day so yeah and then you can always use this as like it's just a stepping stone to like nationals and stuff like that because then you're like ah well I won the rookies like you did the nationals and then you realise like it's so much different you know Mm. So it's like you know that you had to do an off season to come in ne- for this one, right? That's yeah. It's gonna be going hard. <laughs> so the biggest thing for for Cubes as well is um, some advice for Yosef on how do you find the competitors through ICN as well. So like they are your competition, um, but. Obviously, Yosef hasn't met any of the competitors, doesn't know any of them that are really coming up. And, like, we know, me knowing Yosef, we've kind of steered away from looking up competitors on Instagram. But how do you take um, competitors and what, like, how have you gone in, in your experience with, is with other competitors? Yeah, different smart, different smart move, man. That's why, Jake, you're the best, man. <laughs> like, don't worry about the other competition. Like, just stick, stick to your own lanes. Just do whatever you need to do in the process. But, yeah, in the, in the federation of um, ICM... A lot of uh, cool people. You definitely meet a lot of cool personalities. Um, a lot of humble people. It's oh, just yeah, very supportive, you. you know. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Exactly right. <laughs> Starstruck when uh, Joseph saw me on the stage. I was like, head down, looking like Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, definitely like, what the hell is this guy? I remember when you first walked in. Yeah, doing a pose, and I was like, "This guy's actually a beast." Yeah. <laughs> Backstage is all their pubs, yeah. yeah. Up in iron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like even though you're in competition with one another, like the level of uh, support and um, I guess friendship that you, the com- camaraderie that you get from backstage in the ICN is just zero to none. Like I've heard from other industries. Um, not too sure if I should name a few, but it's very cutthroat. It's very um selfish. Of course, the sport is selfish because. It's all about you. It's all about your diet. It's all about your training. Um, everything else really much, pretty much gets put in the backbone. But yeah, it's just the the people that you meet in the in the federation. It's yeah, unbelievable. Like people from different states, different countries, uh, for that matter, uh, just pushing themselves, improving themselves, working on their mindset, working on I guess uh, challenging themselves in all in all aspects. Um, I think it's pretty pretty. Awesome. I guess it's also like it's almost like a niche market like where it's like everyone here it doing that competition has the same kind of passion as you do like they all enjoy gym they all enjoy healthy and mm. that's like the thing you get to meet all these people that have the same interests as you and like mm-hmm. it could be a lot harder to meet like people who are more interested in gym than going out because going out you go and see other people you know and like gym it's almost like you say a selfish sport so 
at this point, this is how you can meet people and yeah, have uh, similar interests as you. Good point, man. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And you have a lot more. It's like if you meet, go out surfing or whatever, you yeah, exactly. got the same hobby. Yeah, so you um, get talking that way. So this is like a good way of like bringing all those kind of people that as they do the separate together to show off. And it's like, you can like, yeah. I'd like to think that I'd make some friends rather than like people be shoddy or anything mm. like that. Good call, man, because like when you look at it, like uh, what Jake just said before, surfing, you got your surface club, you got your different soccer club, your footy club, well, all it's ocean, a community, right? yeah, it's all yeah. community, bringing people with the like-mindedness, the same interest, the same passion, and yeah, that's what I guess the ICN Federation just done for me. Yeah, and we're really lucky that, yeah, there are a good group of competitors, and it's less about actual competition really on the day that it comes down to, like, in the end, the winners won on the day, so it's just like, you might as well enjoy your day, enjoy your time. Um, when you are there. Um, going into the next one is like Yosef, you did say that it's you, the hardest thing about prep is yeah, you do have those down days. So like coming up, you've got peak week coming up, so you might come across a few of those down days. Coops, what advice would you give for getting through those down days? Just keep pushing, man. Keep pushing because yeah, more down days and it's just like forcing uh, yourself to come up again um, from the low. The water loading part is very challenging. You're just constantly like... I would have to say... <laughs> that's actually, the bathroom. <laughs> I think that's actually one of the things I'm going to throw off. I, I'm not actually an avid water drinker, especially from the UK where it's not hot. You can actually get away with not drinking many Well, it's not even the water. It's you actually lose your abs. What? you got to think. The more you drink water, you're going to blow, like, blow it out, especially in the high days. Mm. So it's the mind's like... The mind play with... Shit, I'm not, I'm not, not as lean as I was last week. Mm. So it's like you have to stop doing the ab checks and all that kind of thing that we do okay. coming up into comp. Cause I like, I found if you, cause you, you're so in tune with your body and what it looks like coming up into those last few days, it's like, you're almost like, I call it change a shirt week where you'll feel small, you'll feel big, you'll feel shredded, you'll feel fat all in the one bloody hour. And yeah. just like your mood changes a lot alongside that. Oh yeah. Very like, um, that. towards the end as well, the diet, man, I was just like, enjoying every bite like just mm. taking the time to digest and like be um mindful you know just eating just mindful bites it's like yeah. enjoying even though it was so staple it was just so like <laughs> Bar- let's just let's, let's put the diet out there barramundi spinach <laughs> that is it guys Asparagus. that is the entertainment for the day like i was just enjoying every freaking bite um as well before i was doing personal training i was in construction i just remember like concreting i was just like every 30 minutes i was just like for a timeout, like energy was just like on the toilet and things like that. Yeah. And then what what tips would you give? How do you get out of that kind of down little dig of like you're in that down mode? What did you do to get out of it? Just focus on the end goal, I guess. Yeah. Because you just like I guess we said before, you you've done all the hard work. It's just right now. It's just like. It's like tripping on the last mile, mm, like, mm, exactly. just finish the well, race. Yeah, seven days, it's so easy in the end. So like, I always say, even if you are two weeks, one month out, it's like everyone can perform on a good day. Like, it's easy to perform, get the best out of your workout when you're feeling good. It's the days that count when you feel like shit. And it's like, you know, you have that lower day that you're like, oh, I cannot be fucked. It's they're the ones that actually count. Like, they're the ones that make the, the sessions and the difference between the 1%. Showing up is half the battle. Hundred no percent, no doubt about that. Yeah, self motivation is hard when you're feeling low. Mm. It's almost like you have to look yourself and be like, "This is 
this is it. Like, yeah. This is war. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have war to almost like love to torture yourself to yeah. get like to this place. <laughs> self, uh, self, self, self sabotage. <laughs> it's, like, it's like yes, pain. You gotta be like that. A bit. Embrace the pain, guys. Embrace yeah. the pain. Yeah. Um, something that I think a lot of competitors do go through, and um, some more than others is negativity during prep not just through themselves but even how other people focus on you and what you're doing and how that brings like they can bring hate hate to it and things like that um so like coops have you come across anything like that like any hate so Um, even like mixture of hate versus not even hate like some people just don't know what you're doing and why you're doing it and like are slashly ignorant or intrigued by that way and so they can, can come off a little like, hmm, so what do you mean you're doing tan and all that kind of stuff? I never really had that much, um, I guess, uh, negativity towards uh, me doing a competition. Maybe a bit from family just saying like, oh, you can't really do nothing. Like, you know, I had to skip out on a few social events just because, um, you know, food... Drinking, that's a big part of your social yeah. life. And when you're going to an event where, where you're with family and they're eating and drinking and you're just there, mm. just like furniture, <laughs> just, just yeah. watching everyone eat, it's very, it's very tough on your mindset. And you kind of, in a sense, feel like you're letting your friends and family down. Even though people say you can enjoy without food or drinks. I can tell you one thing, guys. There's never, <laughs> there's never a time where you're out to dinner or, or for lunch and you're not eating anything. You're definitely eating or drinking something. Like, yeah. there's just never mm. a time where you're just skipping out on everything. Like, that was probably um, the only negativity I had towards myself, just letting other people down. Um, in terms of what I was doing, there was a few times, I, I think I just had more support from friends. They're like, fuck, I, I, I can't even comprehend of, to do the thing that you're currently doing. Just mm. being disciplined in all those areas in terms of diet, in terms of training, in terms of, you know, what you're currently doing is just mad respect. So, didn't really have much. Maybe people comparing uh, from my first show to second show. That's yeah. probably any negativity, but I guess that's just constructive criticism I'm just going to take on board. That's yeah. I think mine was like, at the beginning, people were like, oh, why are you doing this? Like, why? Like, they're just looking, they like, I'd be eating my food happy, like, by myself. Like, I work in a restaurant and they're like, obviously I work in a restaurant, so the whole thing is like sauces, things, curries, like all this intriguing like food and all about flavor. It's not really about like health. It's all about that kind of stuff. So I'd bring my own food and they'd look at my stuff and go, ugh, you're just eating broccoli and like chicken. I'm like, like why are you like doing this to me? Like you're making this hard. But then the, the, on the flip side, I've been doing it for so long now that I'm getting these sick results. And it's like, it's almost like hey, when you, you see this, like <laughs> when they see this result, they're like, oh wow, like you're looking really good. And they're yeah. like, they get like the the like they're like almost reminds them that they can't do it in a sense, you know? They're like yeah. recording yeah. what you eat and they're like, Can they're I have like, a diet plan? <laughs> and then they're like, Oh, how'd you get like this? They like everyone wants to be like you when you're like in this peak level of fitness, but they don't but they'll like throw trash on the stuff you need to do to do it. So you need to think, if I keep with this track, you're gonna get this end result. And people will actually reply to you positively in the end, but it's the first beginning bit, it's like, oh, why are you doing that? Like, oh, yeah, because I don't see the difference. And then when they see the change, that's when they're like, oh, wow. Like, so if you do do this, you can get this kind of physique and you can get, and it almost like reminds them that they like almost can't do what you do. Like they're not on the same mental focus as you. So mm-hmm. I like that kind of thing of proving people that I can do it. I like testing myself. Like I always like to think no matter what I put my mind to, I can get it and that's yeah. it. And some people just can't do that, but... That's a winner. Winner's mentality. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
So that leads perfectly into um, just say maybe a comp prep person or a generalized person, lifestyle person. I know Coobs, you've been around a few of these as a PT and things like that, but someone way at the back, say they're like 20 weeks out for a comp or they're just looking to lose, say, 20 kilos in a weight loss journey. What advice would you give someone just to get started, like like to kick into to everything to start? I'm just going to lead it back to what Joseph was saying. Like, um, People are just too fond of the end result um, mm. as opposed to doing the work. So if you guys have a trainer, a personal trainer, a coach, um, just really like respect of what they give you, the advice they give you, and trust the process because they've done it multiple times on themselves as well as other clients and they know what it takes for you to get to you where you want to be. Um, as well as just be prepared to get uncomfortable because at the end of the day, you're changing habits, you're doing a lot of things that are different to where you currently are. Um, and there's going to be a lot of, uh, I guess, self-talk about your, your, lo- your inner voice, the, the voice that just has full of doubt, insecurity, that's going to be talking against yeah. you and saying, Am I, is it really working? Um, it's almost like faking it to you, make it like exactly just right. fake that you're getting results and then you just keep doing it for so long that you will. And then it's like, wow, then you see it and believe it. 100%. And that also ties up with what you said before, Joseph, like at the beginning, chicken and broccoli, it's not fun. Yeah. yeah, but after you keep on doing it and you see the results, it gets much enjoyable because you, mm. you know that's the process to get the result. Mm. So, you know, like you said, fake it till you make it. If you want to be that person that, you know, wants to lose 20 kilos, be that person now and then eventually yeah. you're going to become that person in future. Because people always like seem to want to wait for it to happen. Like, for example, New Year's is a perfect example yeah. where people oh, are like, yeah. oh, I'm going to quit smoking. So they smoke 50 cigarettes like before... <laughs> Before the day, like now you're basically still carrying in that massive nicotine addiction mm. into this new year. When if you really want to do it, man, just the day before New Year's, you shouldn't be smoking. You know what I mean? Like, oh, just be straight to it. Like, you could wean it or whatever, but why not just do it? Because you can, if I was like, oh yeah, I'll give you 50 grand if I smoke a cigarette next year, I gave you a check to cash it in. You're going to do it. You're going to do it because yeah. it's going to burn you. So if you really want it, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. People will say they want it, but then not do it. And that's what's like frustrating. Mm. It's like, you can do it. It's just, you just... you got to have that want. Yeah. You like, want to want it so much that it's like... That it's more than the sacrifices that you're willing to give. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Um, again, another perfect lead on to. Um, how would you build and teach discipline? So that's probably like number the one of what we were just talking about. Um pretty much all comes down to discipline. Discipline to stick to the plan. Discipline to know that you want it. That's the number one thing, like, especially in this podcast, which I've, I'd love to put in a bottle, some of what, like, you've done throughout this prep, Yosef, and what you've done, Coobs, throughout your whole prep is, like, bottle up that little champion mindset. So, like, I'll start with you, Coobs. What do you think that is the best way to, how would you bottle up that and what makes that, like, champion mindset, how do you, like, create discipline in someone? Whoa, that's a tough yeah, question, man. Jake, man, you hit us, hit us hard on that one. How this you... is something I've been like legit trying to work out. Like, how do I bottle up what I do during a prop comp prep because I'm like so at it, champion mindset, which I preach about all the time. Is like, how do you give that to someone that's just straight off the bat 20 weeks out? Well, all right, I'm just going to see what's in the archives, see what's, yeah. uh, what's, what's <laughs> in my brain power. Yeah, but discipline, man. Um, who inspires you, I guess, you know? Yeah, so break, break it down to even in yourself. What? Yeah. So discipline is a very, 
big, big subject with a lot of things coming off it. What makes you so disciplined? Like, I would say for me, yeah. let's say, for example, I need to do cardio. I'm like, all right, my end game to do cardio is 500 calories, yes? Yeah? So yeah. That is my end game. That is the result I want. I'll like persuade myself. I'll be like, oh, I just do like 50. Just do 50 calories. And then I'll start doing 50 calories. And then... And I'm like at 50 cows. I'm like, well, that wasn't too bad. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go to 100. Let's see how that goes. And then I'm at 100, and then it then I improve on it again, and then it just gets going. And then it's like, wow, this is actually not too bad. I'm like halfway now. Like, it's yeah. Cool. What's the? Why don't I just go like another 100 calories? Like, what's that? It's only gonna be like another five, ten minutes or so. And I just keep doing it and doing it. And then eventually you're there. And then you're like, fuck. Like I didn't realize I was gonna actually get this far. Yeah, that's so that's nice. almost like short-term goal setting as well. So just it's getting like, started and then just every time you hit there, you're low-balling yourself and then just extend, extend, yeah, extend. Yeah, well, it's just like motivation happens by doing. Like if you yeah. just do it, like just do it. Like you, let's say you're not motivated. Let's say you're like, oh, I don't really feel like going to the gym. Oh, just drive there, get there, walk there, whatever. You get, How do you get there? Get there, walk through. You're like, well, now I'm here. So I might as well just do something. Let's just do light, light, light session. Then you do it on a light session. You're like, oh, this is pretty light. It's pretty easy. Let's just up it a bit. Then you find that you're doing like almost like a PB sometimes. You're like, yeah. oh, you're really getting to the kinks. Like once you're warmed up and stuff, you're like, all right. And then you go like, all right, what's the next exercise? And you do that. And then the session's over and you're like, oh, I'm done. That was a good session. Yeah. yeah. And you sometimes surprise yourself and it can also change your mood by just doing like, just, just do it almost kind of thing. And even if you hate it, like, oh, I don't really want to read this book. I'm just going to read two pages and then you find yourself reading a chapter that's big man that's big yeah I, I love I love what you just said there just like making the habit so small that whatever the condition or situation you're in you can't fail just like Joseph said like you ride ride a bike if you if your aim is to like lose weight and you're, you're starting off with cardio ride a bike for five minutes like that doesn't seem too hard enough like you just do that every day like just or anything like that, just start really small and then you can always expand on it like exactly. you've got 20 weeks you don't have to be running it's like you, if you were to run a marathon, like 30 miles or whatever, you're not going to go, all right, I'm going to run 30 miles tomorrow. Nah, just, just see if you can do like half, like 500 meters or so, just do that, run it, then see if you can run a mile or whatever, and then just go up. 100%. I think people just have to like, to instill proper discipline, plan for the marathon, not for the sprint. If mm. you're wanting everlasting change, you have to realize it's slow, gradual things that you want to improve in your life, and then gradually like building up on that so just yeah. like increasing it uh, if, if it's day by day if it's week by week um, and I guess who inspires you as a person or who really like um, motivates you inspires you to become a better version of yourself and yeah. then emulating those qualities of what those people are doing because you know we've got role models in our life we've all got people that we look up to um, as leaders or influencers or all these uh, yeah role models uh, at that and you know just be that person well, yeah it's like if you see, like, The Rock wakes up before 4am mm. and he's done everything before that, if you did wake up before 4am and did the same as The Rock, you'd be getting the same results as The Rock, basically. Exactly right. Yeah, true. It's just, like, you need to follow... It's, it's just doing something so much that it just becomes a habit. A habit. So it's, not, it's just easy. You're, like, yeah. you're almost doing blindfold, like, my cooking, my prep and everything. It just happens now. I'm not, like... I'm like, oh, like, what do I need to do? I just know. I yeah. just do it and then it's done and then... I could take it easy. What they say, guys, like to instill a long-lasting habit, you've got to do the process for sixty-six days. Yeah. Mm. So two months solid of doing what it is to get you towards that goal. You know, you're yeah. not going to see the result after day one, but if you continue it over what two months, three months, a year, 
the results it's going to show. Well, it's just like even before I did this competition, I had a, I was keen into fitness. Like, I'd do like five days a week. That'd be like a good day. And then once I hit five, I'd give myself two days off. And then now I'm doing like seven days. Like at first, like training with Jake as well, like he's pushing heavy weights and stuff. Just having someone that's like above me that can help me get like push me as well also helps because then you're as good as your teacher kind of thing so if you have someone that's doing like tra weight training seven days a week then now i'm doing seven days a week and i don't find it like like i don't find it difficult like i would keep doing seven days a week now mm. like it just becomes like a habit or something i'll just well, enjoy like you're gonna eat lunch you're yeah. gonna train every day yeah so it's just like a, you don't even think twice about it. it's not like well, how am i gonna train it's like when yeah like, it's just to get a part of your day you make it work yeah it's just like what's What's 40 minutes in a day? Like, you'd happily watch Netflix for two hours. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so what's the difference? Like, Netflix, watching Netflix for two hours ain't gonna add anything to your life, you know? That's it. Might add some topic of conversation, mm. but what's to say you just spend like an hour watching Netflix and then spend an hour at the gym? And then you actually improve your life in a different way. Like, health is like the highest value. Like, you could be a multi millionaire, but yeah. if you've got work, bad health, you're not gonna enjoy your life as. That's full of someone that's in full health. For yeah, sure. Alright, so next thing that's coming off on a similar topic as well, um, let's talk a little bit more generalised lifestyle. Um, average person trying to get fit, we'll go into deeper into comp prep in a minute, but talking about how to avoid like severe binges out. You want that cheat meal, you want... Um, that kind of, say you're just fixated on a block of chocolate or something like that. We'll talk pretty broad to start with and then narrow it in down on comp prep. But to start with, how do you guys, like you've done this prep for 16, 20 weeks. Um, how do you beat cravings? How do you avoid not going off, off your plan? Yeah. I would say for me, it's just not having it on you. Like, yeah, I've not, like even though I'm like nearing the end of my competition, like some people might have like, Thousands of sweets in their cupboard looking yeah. forward to that like look 100%. at it. It's eyeing them up for me It's out of sight out of mind like I don't have anything that I could eat in the house like for me to actually Cheat on my diet like diet at the moment. I'd have to go out of my way like it's actually inconvenient I've not I've not made it convenient for me to cheat So I've gone to the point where I don't even look I can look at muffins and stuff now. And it's like I Don't see it as food like almost yeah. like that's like the point I'm at like that's how focused I'm on but I'm not too much of a sweet person. I'm more like a savory as well. Yeah. So I'd probably pick like popcorn over like a chocolate bar. You lucky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> lucky bastard. I, I, like, I like what you said, Joseph, man. I've pretty much got nothing to say about what you just said, like setting your environment up for success. If you've got candy or sweets or chocolate everywhere around the house, Prepare guys, prepare yourself, it's gonna be a Mexican standoff. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. be eyeing off that chocolate, you're gonna be Wait, wanting yeah. that chocolate and it's just gonna that idea is just gonna manifest your um in your head and it's eventually you you're gonna see that. Yeah. Empty wrapper on yeah. the counter. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm quite lucky actually because the house I'm in as well, we're all generally on like a good health basis where there's not too much like indulgences and stuff like that. Like we don't have like huge ice creams mm. and stuff like that. But saying that, I work in a cafe and there's like muffins, banana bread cooking. I'll cook banana bread for people that's toasted in front of my mouth, like, and everything. I'm smelling all this stuff and amazing food as I serve it. But it's just kind of like, you need to know, like, remind yourself why you're doing it in a sense as well. Like, you just got to be like, nah, just be strict with yourself. Just like, like no, mm -hmm. like, like, do you want to, like, 
you just gotta think about like what you want. Like in a comp sense, it's like I don't want to be embarrassed on stage. Like it's all gonna show. Yeah. Like at, at the end of the day, in lifestyle, it's like you can allow yourself to have a bit of yeah, like 100%. a life. That's the whole yeah, point of lifestyle. Like yeah. when after this, I'm gonna have an odd muffin and stuff. Like why not? But just. As long as you put in the hard work as well, yeah, exactly. it's like then you can get away with it. If you're being like not going to the gym and then you're eating muffins and stuff like that, and then you're complaining about your <laughs> life. Ten like, muffins yeah. a day. Yeah, and it's like, well, <laughs> you didn't just have a muffin; you had ten. Like you finished yeah. the whole packet. Like you just don't know how to regulate yourself. Maybe don't buy in such quantities of yeah. like twelve packs of donuts. Why don't you just buy the four pack? And then it's an inconvenience for you to get more because mm. the max you can eat then is four, and yeah. you can't trust yourself that much. Yeah, when it comes to like lifestyle very different you, you, you definitely want to enjoy yourself like having a pizza once a week a burger um you can eat depending on how hard you train you could even fit that two times or three times but um again it's just like when you do eat these foods i'm just gonna stay the obvious guys you're definitely gonna feel pretty sluggish or you're gonna probably like be in a food coma um just because these foods are just highly processed in a sense um our body just takes ages to digest if not it doesn't even digest at all yeah it's so like it's like McDonald's and stuff, like, oh, you're like, yeah, oh, I love it. Oh, I love a McDonald's, then you eat it, and then you're like, oh my god, I'm like, hey, like, you're like, just on the thing, now you'll find yourself watching three hours of Netflix feeling like absolute rubbish. You're almost, <laughs> you're almost feeling like hungover. That's yeah. actually how I would experience it's, it. It's seeking that instantaneous dopamine hit, that feel good chemical that you want from those cheap meals, those burgers, those pizzas, those donuts. Sorry. Joseph, this sounds grueling. No, that's champion mindset, man. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah, you're past that phase. Yeah, it's but, yeah crazy. Trade-off between um, feeling good at that instant time and I guess whatever your goal may be, um, uh, knowing that the repercussions that if you do this consistently over over what seven days, weeks, months, then that's just gonna compound into. It what, just becomes your life. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's just like. It's like if you were to go cycling every day and you enjoyed it, you just that's just your like hobby. It yeah. just becomes what you value. Yeah, that's so, it. What's your value, man? It's big. And that's what I've been doing something long term, and it's quite funny. Like when I go traveling with other people or things like that, and like for example, I went to city with a friend the other day, and he grabs like a sausage roll, and legit in my mind, I go, oh, I forgot they exist. And it's like for me as well. If I go to McDonald's, I'm like. Cool, there's sugar-free Cokes there, there's coffees, there's, uh, usually they're attached to a servo with sugar-free energy. I actually forget that they serve food. Um, it's just not in my, like, almost vocabulary of my brain thoughts. Like, Baker's Delight doesn't exist to me. Like, all these things that I guess, like, maybe some people really highly value, but, like, I'm not a huge foodie. So long-term for me, like, I eat, eat pretty clean and, like, I've almost taught my body to... Like, I'm the opposite of McDonald's advertisement. So, like, that amazing Big Mac comes on the ad and everyone's, like, salivating at it. My body actually looks at that and goes, oh, man, I imagine that bloated feeling almost afterwards. So, mm. like, I, I, I eat for performance. Like, I everything that I eat for training and making sure that I feel my best. And straight away, as I, I, soon as I look at something like that, I'm like, oh, well, that's not going to be optimal performance for me, really. Yeah, but I also I also get the thing where people are like, "Oh, you must be spending so much money on food and stuff." Yeah, like, that's a huge one. Did, actually, didn't you? Like, I'm like buying, so I'm buying chicken, I'm buying steak, I buy turkey mince, whatever, and vegetables and all this kind of stuff. So it's all healthy food, and it fills you up. Like you find that eating three thousand calories of healthy food compared to mm. eating unhealthy <laughs> food, you could eat. Oh, so much more unhealthy it's so easy like, I can do 3,000 calories probably in one sitting mm. it feels like but the difference is they're like oh this so, it's so, must be so expensive like 
Yeah, it's so expensive in this on paper. Like, yeah, the shopping cost is like sixty dollars, but you'll go out for a meal and you might spend thirty dollars. Yeah, that's just one, one meal. meal. And, <laughs> and if you ate three times out a day, that's ninety dollars. And like those, that sixty dollars would be meals for the next three days, three four days. Easy, easy. easy. Like, yeah. If I was to tell you right now, my my comp prep budget, just just on food alone, it's probably like one fifty to one eighty. Mm. Thank you, LD. Yeah, but you're a big, you're, you're a big boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I, uh, I should start going to Costco. That's where the bulk part yeah. is. <laughs> he eats a lot more calories as well. Of yeah. course. I guess that's a good thing about shredding. Um, yeah, you're, you're skipping out the starchy carbs. So, like, you save the money. <laughs> Potatoes, that's a, that's a mission, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, breaking into someone on a diet plan or if they are like trying to lose some weight in a lifestyle, what are your top tips when you are craving sugary foods or... Um, things like that. So like try to eat straight away, like what would you do to be like, all right, I'm craving sugar right now. I need it. What are you going to do? Oh, I would say there's actually other options. Like let's say you want sugar. You can go sugar-free Coke, sugar-free yeah. thing. And if you do, like some people are like, oh, no, nah. it's, it's kind of like coffee when people have like vanilla shot and three shots of sugar in it. There's so much like calories in that thing. If you just wind yourself off coffee, I guarantee if you went a month, so I did this actually. So I used to have three sugars of coffee in a coffee and then I just cut it to nothing. Mm. Oh, first month was horrible. Like I was like, oh nah, this is, this is disgusting. Now I never take it with sugar. I think yeah. it's disgusting with sugar. Mm. It's like almost like you used to do it. So then your body's like, oh actually like, yeah, this is actually pretty nice. But then it's yeah. like, those are sugar-free options nowadays. Yeah, 100%, like where you can so just easy. sugar-free Coke, like, the sugar-free Red Bull, the sugar-free monsters, like you don't why do you, why pollute your body almost with like the sugar-free ones when they taste the same if not better. Yeah, and I know on prep you've been using those teas, oh, um, yeah. just to get the kind of mindset that you do feel like you're having things. There's stuff like sugar-free maple syrups. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you use in prep? Yeah, definitely. I'm um, sugar-free. Um, blunt it with like green tea. Yeah, green tea yeah. definitely like helps blunt that cravings. Yeah, generally it's like when you're what, hungry. Yeah, usually it's like a low blood sugar. Yeah, when you yeah. when you're craving like you know sweets, maybe even just like what an apple. Like apples got shit all calories. Uh, yeah. And that's also like a habit thing as well. Like you all like sometimes it's like you've just been doing it, so you have a meal and then you have a dessert after. So it's yeah. like you have to almost Habits. break your habit. Yeah. It's not even like you need it. It's just like. You've just, it's just a habit that you've just developed. So if you make it a habit that you don't do it, it'll be easier. Like now I find it super easy because it's just a habit that I don't do it. But it's just breaking the habit. That's probably the hardest bit I would say. Because you need to like almost replace it with like sugar-free option. Like, oh, I'll just have a, a what is it? A Pepsi Max and vanilla or whatever, for example. Not sponsored ad. But, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just drink that and then it's like you, you it tr almost like tricks your mind that you're having something sweet. Sweet, yeah. In my opinion, and it's it's bang on. And I think the biggest thing that you guys don't don't actually look at is getting making sure you get your volume. So veggie volumes, those type of things. Like you guys meal plans that are structured to have like quite a lot of meals. So you're not tempted to really like Joseph. You're one week out and you're pretty full. Yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. time. I'm, like, I'm, there's not like I'm not really hungry. It's also like pacing out your meals like so you're not just like eating like a massive meal like if you know like if you eat a massive meal you're gonna be real hungry like later with the smaller meals mm. keep your smaller meals before and then you then you got a massive meal so like your stomach's small the whole day and then you fill it up with the big meals and then it's like ah oh, yeah i don't need to eat yeah so you're just got lots to digest so you don't need 
any cravings at all. And that's what full. I find, I don't know if you found it coming into your comp prep, but like everyone's looking at you lean in comp prep, doing those type of things, and they're like, God, you must be eating nothing. Yeah. And the, the actual reality is it's like, I'm full all the time. I'm eating actually, and I always say it myself, I'm like, I'm probably eating more food than you are. Like a oh, generalized yeah. person, you're normally eating in like almost peak week more than you were before you were even prepping sometimes. Because I remember before I was even counting calories, I was like, I'm doing like easily 3,000 calories. And then when I started bulking, <laughs> oh, I really was not eating the amount of calories, I swear. It was like, I was like almost eating to the point where I felt like sick, you know? Yeah. And I've never felt like that prior. Yeah, exactly. But then you can also say like, you could have like a lot more sauces and stuff that gets the calories up a lot more, like just smothering and stuff in like mayo and yeah. barbies. That's like the kind of stuff that just makes you, like just cutting stuff like that out would just make a massive difference. difference. And drinking as well. Yeah. Um, if you just cut, if you cut out drinking, I guarantee you for two months, you'd lose so much weight you don't actually not believe, even if you ate what you wanted. Yeah. And that's what I say. It's like those, the best way for lifestyle people to add this kind of thing long-term for longevity is it's not a diet. You got to make lifestyle changes. Like you're not going to go back to drinking full sugar coke. Oh no! Nah. Like what's the point? Yeah. Like I get enough enjoyment from sugar free just for like the cow's sake. Like there's no difference. It's not even like yeah. So it's making those like educated decisions between like swapping just those little things that might make the big differences. Like not drinking your calories, um, making sure you're not choosing like sweet chili sauce, which is loaded full of sugar and calories. But, but it was even like little things we were talking about earlier, like we were talking about with Jess. She was like, oh, coffee has like X yeah. amount of calories. People are like, oh, I just want to really crave a coffee, really crave a coffee. And then having like six, seven coffees in a day and each yeah. one's like a hundred calories. 700 calories, you've just, you've just drank. <laughs> like what, like, and you're not even full. Yeah. Like you just like wasted that. You could have had a meal. A good meal for yeah. that. Instead, you've done that, and now, and then you wonder why you're getting big. It's like, oh, I rarely eat though. Yeah, like, yeah, but you drink your like two thousand calories a day, like with coke, full fat coke, yeah. everything. So it's like, you can't really blame anyone but yourself. It's just almost like lack of knowledge is also what I, yeah, I just say. So some people don't actually realize this. Like I went to, I was drinking um, Coke Zero at work. And they're like, aren't you doing your competition? I'm like, yeah. They're like, yeah, but you're drinking Coke. Yeah, it's one calorie for per two. 50 mil. It's like, they're like, what, really? I'm like, yeah. And then you look at full fat go, it's like, totally different spectrum. Where you just, yeah. Just stuff like that. People's lack of knowledge almost, it's just, yeah. Yeah, big time. I think lack of knowledge and just uh, failing to prepare. Yeah. yeah. That's that, that saying that you see, it's like, uh, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you don't, um, for me personally, when I'm on lifestyle, it's like Monday to Friday, I'm clean eating. And then, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, I'll probably enjoy a cheat meal. Yeah. And I plan yeah. ahead. I plan ahead. I will lower my calories specifically for that cheat meal. Mm. You know, um, I know the, the, the repercussions that, you know, I'll be holding more water the next day. Uh, maybe my, my gut will be a little bit stressed out. But after three or four days, I guess that's when the water just fluctu- uh, yeah. you know, flushes out of my system. But planning ahead um, and really uh, lack of knowledge, just really looking into calorie counting. Um, this is a good example I'm going to give you guys. I remember like on the weekend, me and my bro, we just had burgers on uh, Friday night, pizza Saturday night, and then he just suggested Sunday night pizza. And I'm like, nah, it's too much, too many calories, it's just too much. And then we, we, we thought like, let's just make nachos of Doritos. I kid you not, around one whole packet of Doritos is 800 calories. Four. That is like- yeah, I can smash that's that That's two easy. mil, I know, that's what I mean. And just because that lack of knowledge, like I thought 
nachos would be so much less calories than yeah, yeah, for real. But nah, it's just the same with pizza, especially when you load it up with cheese and like meat. Yeah. Oh, it's that realization of, slapped me in the face. It's also like <laughs> nuts and stuff like that. Like you think nuts, healthy food, healthy fat. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, why sure. nuts? So then you just get, and they're so nourished. Like you can get like a good like bite with it. So you can like smash 10, 100 almonds. Oh, if you smash 100 almonds, <laughs> yeah, that's thousands. 600 calories. You definitely got to look at an almond, man, if so, not a walnut. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to do 600 calories and you just like, and it's so, just because they're so small and calorie dense, you just don't know it. So it's almost Nibbling like, all day. once you get like a better knowledge and start looking at the app and putting it through, like you don't need to do everything, like if you're doing lifestyle, but you can put it through and just, it just creates it to, uh, like it interest. Like you don't realize how much carbs are in this or how much calories are in this. Yeah. So, but you're once like, you start tracking it, yeah. I guess you get to learn yeah, exactly. a lot more about foods and what's dense, what's not, where the sugar comes from, where the carbs come from, um, how your body feels on a certain number is another an- another thing as well. Like, verse, at least if you can work out how to sustain like 2,500 calories, just for an example, then it's not just dieting without a guide. So, like, I find a lot of people fail is because they're like, oh, I'm going to diet and eat clean. And then what they don't realize is they're not tracking, they eat like 600 calories get to a point where their body's so starving that they're like, I just need to eat. And then they just go and smash like 3,000 calories because their body's in such a deficit. So it's like consistently making sure that you choose the right volume foods. Mm. So you're not, like if you're dieting properly, you shouldn't be hungry. That is the number one thing, especially if you're going to stand on like stage. I'm just using that for the best example for lifestyles because they're the leanest, kind of most shredded. You, you shouldn't be hungry because you need to look full. Mm. as well if you're super hungry well you're not going to have very good muscle mass you might be super lean and stringy but you're not going to have that full look it's getting it's like filling up the tank with like the cheap unleaded 100%. petrol and then picking the premium petrol like you yeah. can put the same amount in but you'll get a different result with the premium so i use that with like comp- simple carbohydrates versus complex carbohydrates is that perfect example of that like you're using a cheap fuel like oh not even simple carbohydrates just simple foods um like your takeaway foods and things like that um, you want to fill your machine up with the best quality, that 98, because you're going to sustain a lot longer. You're going to get more mileage out of it. It's going to be cleaner. Your whole, your yes, I mean, your whole car will be healthier. Yeah. It's like the same thing as your body, and you're just putting poison in it. Then you're going <laughs> to have a poisoned body, right? Of course. Simple as. 100%. All right, so fling it back towards comp prep. So some advice for Yosef after show. So this is a big topic that's being thrown around like... It's been thrown around a lot, but probably still not enough. The education on what to expect after your first show. I guess the uh, the rebound of like uh, having your physique at the best uh, level it's looked at mm. ever, and then reintroducing foods are too soon that it can stress you out. Uh, you might be going through, I guess, self worth issues um, because seeing your body transform from like super lean to like putting on maybe five kilos in a month that could be pretty detrimental to your mental health. 100%. So that's, that's the one thing that took me by storm. And I remember Jake told me like, stay clear of sugar and dairy. That was one hell of a drug. I did not leave the pantry for an hour and a half. I remember my sister just coming in, she's like, you're still here. When she told me that, I was still in the pantry, digging, like looking for whatever, or some sort of dairy chocolate uh, in the fridge. That's when I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> I was in trouble, definitely, man. Oof. Yeah, I think that's like one thing I definitely, because I've worked so hard to get to the point where I'm at, I don't want to be just going to the other spectrum. Like, what was, like, that's almost like what I'll be trying to be thinking about is, like, yeah, I'm going to give myself a day of just going, boom, like, why not? Like, 
for I've done I've done a hard work one day I can give myself that and it's not like detrimental to my like diet but I want to ease like yeah I do want to just ease myself in and just be at a healthy weight like an in between mm. like because I was bulking before I was probably a bit bigger than what I'd probably want to be uh, I just want to go back in the in between stage of this and that so it's like people are like ah oh, so he's still into like fitness and stuff but just still like looking after my diet so I guess I don't really know what to like look for like in the sense like I would probably eat the same as I am now but maybe more up and not like skip weighing to like exact grams I would say if anything like yeah introducing all just, so just the way you died back this is what I'm spacing what Jake delivered the information to me last year you want to introduce calories slowly and reintroduce foods uh, slowly but also because um, the level of I guess what competition or the level of sacrifice that you put it through training, through dieting, know the fact that it's not sustainable long term oh, yeah. and understanding 100%. that, accepting it and then moving on with it. Like understand that, yeah, you can't sustain this type of training, this diet for your whole life. Um, it will just be very detrimental to all areas of your life and then accepting it and then moving on with your life. Oh, well, for example, like at the moment I'm doing cardio every day. Like that is like... To do that for like all year, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. That's not. That's not happening for me. <laughs> I might do one one cardio session, maybe two a week, because that's just like because I like a good old run once in a while on a good day. Why not? You know. Mm -hmm. But it's like you say, you have to almost accept that you, when you're changing back, you, you're gonna lose what you're gonna get. I think I've accepted that. Like I'm quite happy being a bit heavier. Like at the mm -hmm. moment, I feel almost like a bit too silly, but like. That's just because I know what I need to do for comp. It's like I need to get that zero body percent fat, like as least as I can, anyways, to look the best on show day. But I'm happy to be a bit bigger and actually enjoy it. Mm. I think with sometimes with the girls it gets worse because like girls have a bit more body like dysmorphia in the sense like they don't like, whenever a girl thinks of themselves getting fat, they always think of it as fully negative, even though they're at an unhealthier weight on comp day. Yeah. And that's the thing, this is only like a 5% thing, you're always going to come back out and you've, you're you going to eat towards your goals anyway. So it's making sure that to make this, like, let's just fling it off into how you're going to go into your off-season coops on how have you made this semi-sustainable. In terms of uh, everything, like training and diet? Yeah, so you so still, you touched on before, you still have your few cheat meals, so mm -hmm. how do you stick to your diet still um, in your off-season? I guess it's that um, that question you're asking yourself and Joseph touched base like, um, you know, food is fuel. Um, yeah. Treat your body like a Ferrari, you can treat it like a Corolla. You know, you want to be topping your body up with uh, premium fuel. And, you know, of course, enjoy the lifestyle, but just, yeah, plan ahead. That's just me. Yeah. It's always, always about planning. Like, the more things you plan and you measure in your life, the more success you're going to achieve in all areas of life. So I feel like it just like might be a touch off something, but like if you're doing this kind of competition and stuff, you're doing it because you like enjoy fitness and stuff. So yeah. why would you go from 100%. full fitness? Yeah. Like, so you're doing seven days a week. Was you like? I think training part. Training part's easy. Like that's my favorite part of the day because I'm training because that's all I'm focused on. And then it's the cardio. That's the hard bit for me. Mm. But then people that go from like doing all this, you get to that desired result, and then you're like, oh, I'm just gonna take a month off. <laughs> yeah. Your body is gonna go. <laughs> Unreal, like it's yeah. like imagine you, imagine I was feeding you loads and loads of loads of food, and then I just went have one egg a day. 
Yeah. Your, your body's going to be suffering yeah. hard because of it. Yeah. Well, in the end, you do it because you're an athlete. Yeah. Like, an athlete, he's saying Bolt doesn't go, all right, Olympics is over, send, I'm not going to run for another year. <laughs> so it's like, in the end, if you're competing, you are an athlete and it's kind of, there's, you, you do it because you love it. And that's the the end end result. So. I guess that's where it can be a little bit dangerous. Like if you're always like aiming for a goal as opposed to a lifestyle, because mm. you know you 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 ended up you know on the stage because you enjoy training. Of course, there's other yeah. suffer, forms of suffering like adding in cardio, uh, dialing down off your diet. That's probably another level of suffering. But at the end of the day, you you went on stage because the lifestyle. You, yeah. you absolutely loved it. There's also this other thing I'm going to talk about. Like, because obviously I'm at work and they've seen me like suffer, like not suffering, but like sacrificing would be the word. Yeah. Like all this stuff. I'm getting people always going up to me. Oh, let me just take you out to eat when you're done. Let me take you out here. And yeah. There. It's like I'm gonna really have to set, start even saying like maybe no to them like off the get go because if. I took every single offer. I'm gonna go on the other sure. spectrum. Like what free meals? Like it's like sometimes people do with drinking. It's like if I was like, how many drinks would you have in a night out? You'd be like, ah, oh, maybe like, maybe seven, eight. That's a good level of drunk. For some reason, if people give you like free, like if I gave you ten free drinks, they they almost have to complete it. It's like yeah. you need to like realize like why would you do that? You don't have a good time on ten drinks. You have a better time on seven. But it's just because it's there. You, you do it? Temptation. Yeah. yeah. It's like that. It's like, you just have to also think like, I've come this far. Like, why you just throw it all down the drain? It just for like, just because, just because you can now. Like, yeah. why don't you, you can still enjoy life. Yeah. But just for sure. say yes and say no. Like you've been saying no for so long. Why can't you say no now? Afterwards. Yeah. It's not just letting the floodgates open and just being yeah. like taking every opportunity straight away because like, yeah, there's I'm no gonna... short term goal. Yeah. It's like keeping, in the end, it's just, your goals are a little bit longer, but there's no, yeah, point to absolutely put that. That's it. So, yeah, I've never actually talked on that. Other people's affecting post-comp because everyone is saying, we'll do this and we'll do that after. And it's good to, yeah, def definitely don't alienate yourself, but there is a, like, a level Yeah, I'm going well. to accept an offer, like, from a meals and stuff like, yeah. But if I accept every single it's one, fun. it's going to be like, mate, like, yeah. I'm... Yeah, my body can't handle this. Like, I'll have to explain to them, like, why don't we just... How about we'll saying, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. How about we all just be up for one meal? Yeah. Like, I don't need 20 meals, even though it'd be nice to... Yeah. Like, can I just take this as, like, a token and have it a year later? Yeah, like, three meals like, once a month coming. for two years? Yeah, sweet. But, like, every single day for a full month, like, you're going to be absolutely battered. Mm. Like, your body's going to be just like, nah, or just holding it all. And then it's like, now you're at a position where you were worse off than when you first started. It's like, why? Yeah, that's true, and that's gonna lead. Yeah, you know what? That's like what we just touched base on earlier on. It's just discipline. Yeah. You know, um, there's gonna be distraction, temptations all along the way, and really reflecting back on you as a person, who you want to be, yeah. and what you stand for, your your morals or values. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. Like it's always nice to have a cheeky like oh, brownie like afterwards. Like I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be like, oh nah, I've never never touched dessert ever again. Yeah. Have a cheeky one like once in a while. Like never hurt. But it's just like, it goes from being cheeky one to being like, I've had 10. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then you've like, four, you're in, you're just going way beyond your like capabilities. And you need to also understand your body of like how much you can take as well. Because I could have like, the, there's three different people, let's say, after a comp, I could eat the same as them, but because I'm bigger, like, it's going to affect me different to like a smaller guy. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that I would never hit, like really hit on is like, Discipline isn't a switch that you just flick on in comp prep and flick off 
in off-season or, like, if you're doing it lifestyle, it's something that, like, you kind of need to turn to 80% maybe. And then it's, like, that kind of 80-20 rule. Um, it's not just free-for-all, open floodgates and let it happen because that's going to end up for definitely your, what we call in the business, post-comp blowout. So, coups. I know you haven't really been down that road, but mm. advice for say avoiding that post comp blowout, or what would happen? What would you do once you're in that position? So you've 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 kind of done it off season, pretty structured. We're pretty pretty lucky. Yep. Um, but then, like even the way that you've kind of gone from off season back into a comp prep now, because um, you're looking at competing in the worlds and doing things like that. Um, how do you like really flick that switch on and like after like coming into an off season or a, in, even a post comp blowout? How do you get back on track? Asking yourself how bad you want it. Um, I knew the fact that there's going to be a lot of sacrifices put in place. But you also had like a future goal. Yeah, well. that's almost like something. Yeah, that's that you always have, kept it. You, if you always have a goal, you can always have something that you know in the back of your mind you're like alright this is a good goal so yeah, yeah. I know not to go too hard because then to get that goal is going to be even harder exactly right so yeah I still manage discipline I, I was still having a cheat meal on the weekends it's just um, knowing the fact that yeah having that big goal at the end uh, at the end of the day and knowing the uh, the steps needed to achieve that goal then I was happy to let go of those uh, short term sacrifices for that long term reward yeah you know? yeah um, and that's it You've, you knew what you wanted you were always kind of eating to your goals to yeah. a certain extent because, like, for example, like, after this comp, I'm sitting about 79 kilos, yeah, like, my goal after this comp is to be sitting at a good 84, like, and just be happy with myself, and yeah. at 84, that's, like, my yeah. in-between from when my box stage was eight, 87, 88, like, on a different day, vary, so I want to be sitting on, on the 83, 84, like, just, just maybe a touch more leaner, so it's, like... Sustainable. Yes, just, but, like, just that's my goal, mm -hmm, that's, yeah. like, what I've got, but then someone else might have a different one. But it's just that's someone something you need to find within yourself. Like, what is your goal? Mm. Is what I would say. Because if you're just like after this, you've got no goals and no. you've got no direction, so you're just a boat in the middle of the ocean. Hundred percent. That's a good. Uh, good analogy. Man. Yeah, almost having a goal in your peak week for afterwards. It's not like the show happens and doomsday game over. And it's hard. To, it's actually sometimes hard to think that because you focus so much on this competition. You're like, there is no day after the comp. Like mm. that is just. The, yeah, that is, that is the mind saying the world has ended in your head. Like, you're not thinking about that at all. You're just so focused on the state. But then, then it comes and then yeah, depression so and... Also try and think about something after this. Because if you don't get what you wanted on that day as well, it's like, at least then you've got another goal to look at. Yeah. From, yeah. That, from that feedback, from that criticism, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, like you said, you, like you guys said, man, this... Switching on to the next goal, ask yourself, what's the next goal from here? Like, yeah, also, you, like you say, you get like sometimes some constructive criticism at these competitions and be like, all right, so now I know I need to do more backs, I'm going to do more back. Like, just some, like that's so short term goal, but if you just do that extra back session, then it will be achieved, and that's it. Mm. So, starting that little, like, it's like you just need to get that little spark or something. Like, I, that's, how, that's how I work, anyways, with motivation and stuff like that. It's like, I just need that little thing in front of me, like, planning something ahead, get it. Yeah, and that's probably one big thing about this is being able to take criticism. Like, that's probably something you learnt in yeah. Like oh. second, like you won your first show, and it's like your pretty much feedback was you were perfect. Yeah. And then taking that wasn't sustainable for you. Like I hate when I get that feedback because it's like, well, what can I work on? I've got mm. nationals in a few weeks. Like I need to come in better. Um. So it's more like I always say like the sport is body building. It's not fucking body finished. 
It's you're always building no matter how good you are if you're number one in the world You still want to build like you're mm. always setting the bar higher and higher for yourself um, And that's where it's less about the competition and more about Being your self-development. Yeah, yeah, exactly Because if you be yourself then that's an achievement. Yeah, it's you versus you at the end of the because, day guys Because you're mm. not gonna be like if I was gonna rate myself on beating Usain Bolt 100 meter sprint I'm not gonna be like very happy with myself. Am yeah, I? But if I beat if I choose like I run 100 meter sprint And I did it in 15 seconds and then next time I do it in 40.5 seconds It's like I can find a sense of achievement in that because I beat myself, you know? Yeah, and that's For it sure. in the day. Would you have any other questions that you'd ask Coops or you'd like to dive in a little deeper into Oh, just like um, from what you've ha- been thinking. How did you? Um, oh, now I'm just a bit put on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like brain I really was. I was like, like, yeah, just talking about that, and then yeah, I'd say I know like a lot of the I'd say okay, this mm-hmm. is the one thing. So you had to win. So you won the first overall of your high class, mm-hmm. and then coming into that where it's like sudden death, and it's like you're mm-hmm. winning overall. That would be something that I would be like interested. What was your mindset then? Like, okay, yeah. I beat this guy, but now I'm going to go somehow to beat everyone that's yeah. him. So it's like the Champions League. I'm the that's champ it. of the champs yeah. now. What's the what was your mind process when you went on stage then? Were you wait? Were you a bit more nervous because you're like, oh, now I've actually got a chance of winning the tight the yeah, title, yeah. right? What would you say? So about just that? before you put in that, I'll just put in clarification. So with ICM, what happens? is during an open class, they put the winner of the both height classes up against each other for an overall. There might be, say, if there's 50 guys on the day, they'll break them down into 10. So then you have 10 winners all go up against each other. I mean, sorry, if there's like 50 competitors, and then there's, what, five heats of 10. Um, and then it's the best of the best. So in Coob's position, you, you had three or two? Yeah, it was three. Three. So there was three divisions, three divisions of 15 guys, and then the best of the best. All, so there's only three people on stage. Because um, each one of them that was on stage of Coops at that point one had one that had beaten, like let's say, ten guys yeah. Yeah. to get to that stage even. So, so then now you're going against yeah. everyone. Good question, man. Definitely I was a little bit nervous. Because yeah. you, you've won, you want to celebrate, and then you're like, oh, wow, we're going again. Yeah. And then, then you're, you're pretty much comparing. Now it's like where you um, sort of like get out of your headspace and you're comparing your result to the other people's result, and that's where the nerves kick in. Um, and it's like, all right, I'm, I'm at a position where I beat people. Yeah. Let's see I'm if I'm going to beat the people that beat more people. Yeah, exactly. And that's like something that I'm a bit intrigued about because the first time you go after it and it's like, if you didn't win that high class star, was, oh, well, I didn't beat it. I didn't, I might have got second. So I beat some people, but I didn't beat the champs of, yeah. oh, well, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then you know you're the top of the best out of what was on stage. You're like, oh, that's something that in my head, if that was to happen to me, I don't know how I'd mm. try and think about like to stop myself from getting too overexcited and yeah. losing track of my thought when I'm back on stage again. Yeah, there was definitely, I was definitely nervous um, jumping on stage the second time during that uh, for the overalls. Ooh. Well, yours was different because you only did open as well. So yeah. you didn't have a warm-up at all with no novice. We, I knew the quality you were, so I was like, we're not putting you in first time as novice or anything like that. Mm. So you're almost, I think, better in the overall because you kind of, worked out a lot of the nerves during that time pretty much yeah and i guess once you're in that state um it's just flow state obviously. yeah like you yeah just, i tell that everyone yeah, that as well you're just in the moment like you're not worrying about fear you're just worrying about what the judges are calling out if it's like you know front double biceps quarter turn to the right um 
Yep. Or hitting the wrong poses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was known still for that. fixing it. Exactly right. Still had a smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, so I can talk for both sides of that because I've been in overalls and I've won and I've also, like, not placed. Well, not pl- well. they only have to choose one winner. So I've been in the paces where I've won the overall title and I won Mr. Fitness Australia in the overall and that is insane feeling because you're the best of the best. Um, but yeah, I've also fallen short in overalls where I've won my height class. So I was still an open winner and still won say a world title in that, but then I had, didn't take out the overall. So it's like catch 22 in the end. I actually like think of the overall as a bonus round and it's kind of like, well, you still won and now it's, you're up against the best of the best. And sometimes like it can, this is a subjective sport. It doesn't mean anything other than like, you're the, they're the best, the best up there. You can roll a dice. You, the, he might be fuller. Um, that you might be leaner so they're really cutting hairs between what they want as a judging and in the end if you're getting into this sport it's going to drive your head insane if you're going to go off placings again because obviously this is super subjective yeah and that's the thing you could have come in twice as well like well, two times better than what you did the yeah. last time and, and, then, and you didn't get and you didn't get the same, same placement you, know, yeah. so you came second come in t- twice as like good but you come fourth this time just because there's different caliber of people up there Mm. and what they're looking for and that's what I think like some people might do like let's say they do this competition and let's say I've worked like let's say I've worked really hard I've not done very well and then I don't get the result I want so I'm like oh why not just send it then just eat what I want and then that because I don't get like the results anyways it's also that kind of mindset where you have to forget about everyone else and just do it that's where you realize yeah like you beat yourself like you come in the tidiest you have so as long as you've done that and you've not had the cheeky beer when you shouldn't have and that then you have no regrets like that result is always going to be the result yeah 100% and that's something Cubes as well like after your results in nationals you placed in the top five um, of the country for that open tour now what's changed like and that's not bad for a first time. Legit nationals. at nationals. That's pretty fair play. Yeah. Like coming straight from rookies for that. Like, There's mm. people that would have been below you that might have trained for like two years. So, yeah, coming back like this this year, like definitely mindset's much more stronger. I'm knowing what I'm getting myself into. I'm much more uh, informed as like the package that I brought last year yeah. and what areas I needed to improve on, um, as well as the areas where I was flawed in, you know, uh, if it was diet in the second competition, um, uh, not practicing posing enough. So yeah. Yeah, you, you find out the mistakes that you do in the first competition, don't beat yourself up because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all here to improve and work, work ourselves to become a better version. Um, so yeah, just taking the losses as an experience and now, yeah. Go on yeah and that, that is the biggest thing I think like, it's just, you're going to come back insane now and, uh, it's in the end it was a learning lesson like you you're gonna be so much hungrier this time and especially going into the next nationals is you're gonna bring something that you've never brought before and it's just a step up and that's the mindset that you need like yeah some people would be like go and let's say get the same result as you and not think like you and be like oh let's get more disheartened by it like yes yeah, it can be disheartening but you can choose whether you see it as like a failure or mm. see it as a lesson yeah and that's the difference like you've been like all right Maybe I need to go in a lot harder this time. And that's, but some people might be like, oh, well, I'm giving this up. I didn't get the result I wanted. And that's the difference between you and them. And I think your physique now, knowing that you're not at the top, you're easier to chase. Like you're, you're in a better position now. And I think you're going to go a lot harder throughout this 
prep because you know where, who you got to beat, where you got to beat, and how close you were. Mm. Um, so it's yeah, I think it's going to be next level. And I always say like, wait, man. you do not want to be that person that's winning all the shows because it's going to actually hold them back in the long term. Mm. You sure. need like some failures to like hundred percent because you'll learn from the failures. Oof. If you keep winning, you're not going to like pick up those lessons that you may may not have learnt and just stagnant a lot easier. So, where to find these guys on the journey? Uh, Coobs. Instagram handle. Instagram handle. Let's plug Mi- yourself. Mr. Coobs. Mr. Mr. Dot K O O B Z. Yep. K O O Z B Z. B Z. Hey, I'm fighting Jake. You know, right. tripping, <laughs> tripping over. And uh, Yosef. Where can they follow your journey? Yeah, so Slash you... in six days, see his results at Rookies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can, you'll probably see my right results on just my Instagram, which is Yosef Zena. So that's Y-O-S-E-P-H-Z-E-I-N-A, all lowercase. That's done. Perfect. And I'll also, you can always hit me up at, at Jake Abel Official. Um, as I say in every one, if you do have topics, reach out. Definitely, I'll tag these boys throughout. Um, definitely your comp, yo. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to be seeing Koobs' journey over the next nine weeks as he goes into Worlds and we're going well, back to Sydney to yeah. Redemption. 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 Rising from the ashes. <laughs> right above. And it's all going to come in. So, as always, guys, stay tuned. We're going to get some awesome podcasts out to you and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.